Hey Beans, welcome to the self Serenity Podcast, the podcast dedicated to providing content that contributes to our health, our well-being, and mindset by sharing resources, stories, and perspectives that can assist our self-investment journey, our mindful entrepreneurial journey, and or our financial well-being journey. Thanks for being here for the latest series on the podcast. Let's get into today's episode. The following episode is an open conversation on the topic of depression and anxiety. Only continue with this episode if you are prepared to experience the conversation outside of yourself and experience it from a different angle or perspective. All content shared today is intended to be an exercise to freely talk and is not intended to be professional advice. Only put stock in the thoughts in life that align with your self-investment goals. Hey, hey, beans, you are listening to the Self-Civity Podcast. I am Danny, your self-investment storyteller, which means I like to focus on content that contributes to our health, our well-being, and our mindset. And so I like to invite beans on the show, not only to have discussions on these type of topics, but to also share with us resources and ideas that invest in our health, our well-being, and our mindset. So today I have a special guest on the show. I have Christina Moise. She helps transform lives and help people become better versions of themselves. She runs both life transformation trainings through which people internationally certify themselves as coaches of NLP on timeline therapy and hypnosis. I may have butchered that a little bit, Christina, so that's okay. (laughs) I'm going to pass it over to you to introduce yourself, to say hello to everyone. Um, I try to put it all together in my head, but I think I'm just going to pass it to you so you can share with the people who you are and how you would describe yourself in a few sentences. Yeah, thank you so much, Danielle, for having me. I'm a trainer of NLP, time and therapy hypnosis. I coach people, I help them become certified within these modalities, but also, and most importantly, I help them transform their lives, become a better version of themselves by overcoming uh, limiting beliefs or negative emotions such as anxiety or depression, uh, anger, guilt, uh, and so on. And I I love just guiding basically uh, mostly women to uh, become so much more empowered, to become uh, a version of themselves and to live a life that they were only dreaming of. So uh, this is what I do. And this is how I help people transform their lives and live their dreams, basically. So Christina, I've been having a few conversations with some people um, centered around the topic of anxiety and depression. And so I'm on a mission just to pick the brains of those who have experienced whether it be depression or anxiety or it's closely related to the field. And so I thought that you would be um, very beneficial to this conversation because you have your own experience and you also provide solutions to those who are experiencing depression and anxiety. So before we get into your solutions, could you share with us a little bit about your relationship with either anxiety or depression? What did that look like? What does it look like for you now? Yeah. So as a, as a woman, especially after giving birth, I have had my episodes of anxiety and depression, especially after giving birth, there is a lot of changing changes which happen within our bodies. 
um, and there's a feeling of overwhelm, anxiety. How am I gonna, you know, handle the situation with one kid, with two kids, and everything, you know, to be done around the house, make sure that everybody's safe. And us women, we have this tendency to basically make sure everyone's around us is safe, is well taken care of, and we put ourselves last. And this creates a sensation or a feeling of overwhelm. And before you know it, I mean, life is not the way it used to be. As it, and um, this creates a lot of anxiety in our bodies. And I realized that I have to overcome that. I have to be there in the best shape for my kids. It's you know, just staying constantly overwhelmed or in a state of anxiety and depression is not the answer to it. I mean, the more depression I would add, it would not give me any answers. So I started looking for different answers. And actually, that's what got me into researching and looking for quick changes for ways to be able to make those shifts at a profound level within my being and within my state so that they would last. And this is what has taken me on this journey of learning NLP and timeline therapy, for example, and hypnosis. And before I, uh, I speak more about anxiety, I just want us to understand something very important is that we have a conscious mind and an unconscious mind. And all the negative emotions, all the emotions actually, are of the domain of the unconscious mind, be it positive emotion or negative. So whenever we experience, and just to clarify for everybody out there, depression is nothing more than a lot of sadness that we have accumulated in our bodies, in our emotional bodies throughout time, through various experiences. And this is what we do with all the negative emotions, being, be it anger, be it frustration, be it fear or guilt. We feel those uh, emotions at the unconscious level and we store those in a way or another at the unconscious level. However, even though they are like negative and they create discomfort, they're also, and when we understand that, it's like the biggest realization ever, it's that they come to teach us something. They're our greatest teachers because there's something beyond that uh, anxiety. There's something beyond that sadness or that depression that we haven't realized about us yet. So this is what I love, for example, about timeline therapy. It's a technique. It's a way to help us release all the depression, all the anger, all the sadness from our lives and to learn something from there, to work with our unconscious minds. And this is because I, I started initially doing traditional therapy, but then I was going there like every week. I'm, a, I'm not a very patient person. I mean, I, I, this is, <laughs> I mean, depression, if you add impatience, I mean, it's going to give a big cocktail. Yeah, And it's going to be too difficult to handle. So I, I said to myself, it's going to take me another 10 lifetimes to deal with the situation and solve my problem. So I need something faster, something quicker, something more deeper. And this is how I came across an article in a magazine of someone who said they had worked with their unconscious mind and they had fixed their relationship and their health and their da-da-da. And I, and I said, I want that. I want to know my unconscious mind. I want to work with my unconscious mind. He was mentioning about um, fulfilling his potential, working out his negative emotions. And this is what got me into this. And I've been working with people and with myself. Whenever I feel sadness, I know there's something there beyond sadness. It's like if you have a coin, right? There is sadness on one side of the coin, but there is something, you know, more meaningful on the other side. And there are many ways out there, but we need to understand that negative emotions, they're just a signal from the unconscious mind 
that we need to shift our point of view. We need to take a step back and look at things differently. It's not the end of the world. Everybody, every single human being on this planet has negative emotions, but they are your guides. They're like signposts or along the road that are showing you, hey, this is not the way you got to change, you know, turn left or turn right or do things differently or don't do anything at all right now. Just have a good rest. You know, when I was, you know, sort of going through these depression episodes as I was in my maternity leave with my kid, thinking that I got to cook, I got to clean, I got to take care of the baby, I got it. I was driving myself mad. And then I stopped for a while and said, why am I worrying about all this? Do I have to do everything at once? There is, you know, take your pace, take your time, do some, take care of yourself. What do I need right now? What is important right now? Is everything important right now? Or can I take a step back, breathe, and then put some order in my mind and take it one step at a time? And anxiety, especially for, I mean, men and women, they do anxiety. And sometimes we do anxiety so much that it becomes a habit. We become anxious about everything that's going to happen. And the definition of anxiety, anxiety is just a fear of what's going to happen in the future. And the way our brilliant mind minds work is that if you focus and if you think that it's going to turn bad, then guess what? It's going to turn bad. But then it takes some willingness. I wouldn't say effort. It's just willingness to imagine a positive outcome for the situation, for that event. And that will do a big, big uh, favor to changing the situation, to changing your mindset, to changing yourself, your way of looking at things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you unpacked so much. And um, I think I held on to what you said about being a mom, mostly because being a mom, I went through that same narrative in my head of like, do I have to do everything? And I remember having a point of realization that the dishes can wait. <laughs> yeah, know? that's yeah, that's a big one for women. <laughs> they can wait, and um, they'll they'll have these toys out, you know. And and there is structure that I'm I'm supposed to ins- insert here, but I don't have to pull myself apart every single day in order to please this perfect picture of what it means to be a mom. Because I, I don't know if I, I never really diagnosed myself with postpartum depression or anything like that, or or dealt with anyone who said that to me. But I think there was a moment in my life where I felt that early on with my my children were really small and very, very active. And I had two mindsets in my head. I wanted to be the best mother I could be. I wanted to be better than what, not to say that my mother was the worst because I appreciate her even more being a mother and going through motherhood. All the things I said, oh, she should have did this and this, like going teenager. Like when you get to a mom, like, okay, that makes sense. But I, as a mother, I do want my children to be better versions of of me. And so I would say I wanted to be a better version of what what, what my mom had and and experiences that she provided um, from my viewpoint. And with that in my head and just wanted to, to all by also creating what I thought a perfect mother should be. Those were living together, those two thoughts. And so I'm just trying to create a good motherhood while also trying to combat 
childhood that I think could have been better based on my initial motherhood. But I think those thoughts that were creating itself cause a depression in itself because I'm trying to do something that I really don't know how to do. And it's, it's very difficult to live up to this image. Um, but I was very passionate about motherhood as well. And so I was just trying my best. But when I released that and just breathed and just, I mean, I think I became better. <laughs> and, I, and and shout out to my three little ones because they are the, they're just really good people. <laughs> but they tell me, like, sometimes I tell them I'm very transparent with them. Like, mommy is, you know, trying to do the best she can. And I'm, I'm learning with you guys. And you know, they're like, no, mom, you're good. So they're really, <laughs> they're really they giving me the <laughs> feedback that I need to move on. But um, wow. I I know that it, it became easier for me when I, when I took a breath, you know, when I yeah. didn't look at this picture perfect, but I just grew into it. Yeah. And the, it's, it's so great. There are a couple of points, which I love that you just made. And one of them being really sharing how you feel with your kids. Yeah. They are. When I had my kids, I, I had that the same pressure thinking, I have to give my kids the best education. I have to educate them, teach them stuff. But then what I realized is that actually they were teaching me a lot of stuff. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that, it's like, and I, I had, I've been through the same situation. I had rejected the way some of the things that my parents, you know, I thought, or my impression or my perception of how my parents brought me up and I said, I'm never going to do this to my kids. But then the thing is this unconscious mind, it's so, and the universe has a great sense of humor because before (laughs) you know it, I was just saying or doing the same stuff my mother would say. And I say, how is my mom in my head right now? (laughs) But sometimes it serves well. It was like 10 PM in the evening, trying to put them to bed. They were like, and my mom was speaking, <laughs> but that's observing yourself, noticing what you're doing, what you're saying, or is it what you truly want? Is it not? You can change that. And you're human. Just observe that. Notice those patterns and we're, we're able to change them. It's, yeah. But be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one of the biggest lessons, you know, be kind. And this being perfect. It's a distortion, especially in our masculine energy. Mm-hmm. And even if we are women, every man and women or any other gender, we all have this both feminine and masculine energies. And this, this idea of being perfect, having the perf- being the perfect mom, being the perfect wife, being the perfect da, 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 it's just a distorted masculine, a one, that energy who says, I have to be perfect across the board. Be perfect because this is when I will get, I don't know what story goes in our heads. Yeah. But actually it never happens. Life is not about being perfect. Life, it's about enjoying motherhood, yeah. enjoying time with your kids, enjoying and discovering yourself as a mom, as a woman, uh, and so on. Yeah. So yeah, life is about allowing yourself to experience life. I was just, that's so funny. You took the word. Yeah. That's my favorite word, experience. I, I know. <laughs> exactly. But, but that's, that's it. The experience of motherhood and, and being present and, and being aware of like what it felt like when your mother channeled through, you know, like, cause I had those same moments when I'm like, oh my goodness, this is my mom. But 
the difference. I'm possessed. I, yes, right, right. <laughs> like, what in the world? Where did she come from? I've been trying so hard not to be this. Um, but I would say that what the experience and the journey is to me is that you have two options, two pathways. You could be aware in that experience, being aware in that experience it gives you the opportunity to practice how to shift it. So as soon as that that behavior that you didn't like comes through and you pay attention to it, it's like, okay, now I can shift. But sometimes we're on autopilot and we are remembering behaviors and just continuing that same behavior that we said that we didn't like, but we're not stopping. And I think when you have those times to take a breath and to stop and be aware and to experience life, then you want to say, okay, I can break this habit. But it's like you said before, it's one step at a time and one day at a time. But those yeah. those little steps and those days at a time, they add up eventually. Absolutely. And then you're like, one day you're like, oh, wow, I got to do all of that. And I and I, I kept to my promise. I had a goal. I wanted to, to perform motherhood a lot differently. You know, I wanted to see a different version of motherhood um, than I might have seen in the past. And I think that I'm, I'm doing it. I feel that I'm doing it because I, because I'm aware. I think just noticing the mother come through is is a gift because some people don't even notice and they just keep going that yeah. noticing and that awareness i i always commend people when they're when they're talking about you know anything they're going through and they can self analyze their behavior or just be able to see it you yeah. might have not accomplished it you may have not got through it the way that you wanted to but the fact that you can see it you know you mm-hmm. have some tools in your box to get out of that you know condition oh wow like I didn't know I didn't think this was going <laughs> to go this direction with the postpartum but I'm glad that it did um really excited about this uh conversation I do want to um so what I did is I, I I usually just play one game on the on the show but I don't know. I guess I was just, just in the mood, <laughs> and I wasn't. You know, I wasn't yeah, sure. fun. Um, it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we had three games to play, and, and okay. it around um, depression. And I want to describe them each, and then I'll kind of go into the rules again, just in case you forget. So the first one, and, and to the to everyone listening, Christina has no idea what I'm going to share with her. These are all no idea. Answers. I'm so curious. <laughs> So it's gonna be fun. Um, as long as it's fun, <laughs> bring it on. Yes, let's have some fun. Yeah. So the first game is called their thought or our thought, and so I have four thoughts that I'm going to share with you, and you're going to either agree with it, disagree with it, or maybe you agree with some of it, but not all of it. You would you would change it a little bit, and that's called remit. And so you're not going to explain anything other than that it's our thought. Our thought is like, we both share that thought. Mm -hmm. I agree. Their thought means it goes back to the author of that thought. I don't agree with it at all. And remix means that, okay, I, some of it, but I probably would tweak it a little bit. And so after we go through each thought, um, the one that you had the most in, you're going to argue the opposite side of that thought. Okay. Okay. Once you, once we, (laughs) I know I said a lot. (laughs) But once we go along, it's, it's, I'm going yeah. <laughs> to guide you. Yeah. I'm, try, I'm practicing making this game sound less confusing. <laughs> All right. So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to share the four thoughts. All you're going to say is either our thought, their thought, or remix as a response to each okay. thought. Okay. Okay. Got it. So first thought. In the narcissistic social world of 2019, the world depression is thrown around like the hair on a horse tail. Our thought means you agree. 
their thought means it belongs to the author or remix you would change it around a little bit i would change that a little bit okay so remix next one okay there are many people who have overcome depression but instead we choose to ignore them because it's easier just to make excuses and say that it's impossible our thought you agree their thought you disagree or remix you would change remix all right next one depressed people are capable of being rude racist sexist which shouldn't be tolerated. Their depression couldn't be the excuse for their behavior. Surely we can understand them only if they take responsibility of taking care of themselves. Our thought, their thought, or remix. Their thought. And last one, anxiety is a pseudo fear we create so we don't have to feel our actual raw fear. Their thought, our thought, or remix. Remix. Okay, perfect. All right, so now I tally up how many you had in each section. So you had three remixes, one fair thought, and then one, no, wait, I think I did a remix, remix. Yeah, three remixes and one their thought. Yeah, three remixes. Oh, yeah, I don't know where I was working. <laughs> three remixes and one their thought. So what we're going to do is one of the remixes, you are going to elaborate. So since we're not going the opposite, you're yeah. their thought, you just want to elaborate on how you would re- remix that one. So do you want me to choose which one you want to? Yeah, wanna please. Okay. Yeah. So let's remix. There are many people who have overcome depression, but instead we choose to ignore them because it's easier just to make excuses and say that it's impossible. Yeah, I would remix that. Uh, I w- yeah. There are many people who suffer from depression, And if we show them that it's possible to overcome and to get out of depression, that would be win-win for everyone. Yeah. There, it when, and this is something that I uh, I teach and I I strongly support. When we put a diagnosis or a label, people tend to limit themselves to that label. Hey, I have a depression or I am depressed, and it's like they're putting themselves into the box of depression. And they're shipping their life in that box and they're living that life in that box. But hey, you can change that and you can get out of that box. It's not like a destiny. It's not like forever. Everything, it's so, it's changing. And the thing is, there are instances in life where you will feel sad, you'll feel depressed. And that's natural. That's normal. But then, you know, find a way out, Mm -hmm. you know, or move out of there move out of that box yeah depression is not who you are it's not your middle name Mm. there's hope out there there is a different life out there look for that instead yeah what would you like instead and there is a very basic thing about our thinking and about the unconscious mind which if people knew at least that one i think it would change lives in a big big way like for example if i told you danny don't think of a blue tree. What are you thinking about? <laughs> well, right now is that the question? I don't, I'm thinking <laughs> of the fact that you said, don't think of a blue tree. <laughs> and you're thinking about a blue tree. Because the thing is, you cannot not think about, about what you don't want to think about without thinking about it. Okay. Right. So you have to be conscious. You have to, you know, about what you think. Be more, think more intentionally. Mm-hmm. What's your intention here? What do you want to achieve? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you said that because I think that is something that I advocate for. It's just for us to be more intentional with our thought 
involve ourselves in the behavior that comes from our thoughts. And sometimes we're just on autopilot and just thinking like, oh, life is happening to me. But it was like, well, what if you invest a little bit more time in your thought and just practice it? I know it's not something that is the go-to for us to like, oh, just know and analyze in that moment. But the practice of it behind the scenes, it prepares us for the time that we have something going on. And it's like, oh, I've I've been practicing for this. So it doesn't hit me the same way because I know how to respond to it. And we, we are having, you know, such busy lives throughout the day, do these, just do, 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 do. But then if you take some moments, you know, five, 10 minutes in the morning and set some intentions for the day or the evening before, that's all it takes. My day, it's going to be just fine. I'm going to meet all my goals for today or I'm and set some positive intentions in a positive way, not for the sake of positive thinking, but really, because just like the example we just, I just gave you with the don't think of a blue tree, yeah. the, ne- the unconscious mind doesn't process negatives. Mm. So you have to reframe or you have to verbalize or express what you want exactly as you want it. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes people say, I don't want that relationship anymore. I don't want to be depressed. Mm-hmm. If you say, I don't want to be depressed anymore. What do you think your body or your mind will create? Guess what? More depression. We've got an order. More depression. Depression. But I said, I don't want depression. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, depression again. Depression. Give some more depression. I'm tired of this depression. (gasps) New order for depression. Depression. Mm -hmm. Depression. Oh, this depression gets me, you know, it makes me so tired. Oh, oops. Again, some depression, some more depression, you know. Words matter more than we think they do. Yeah. Or like, for example, when with the kids, if you tell them, don't go and play there or don't do that. Yeah. Guess what they will do? Exactly what you've just told them to. And it's a very simple thing that if people knew about, you know, it's about how the mind, you know, mechanisms work. Yeah. And how we actually create our reality is through the minds and the intention that we set consciously purposefully you know to ourselves and that would make such a huge difference to the quality of our lives to our thoughts to how we feel to how we get results how good I feel you know in my life how much I enjoy it how much I live intentionally yeah every day Mm, I love it and not just be oh this happened to me life is you know what happens yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And and it's it's one of those conversations that, you know, it, it gets weird because, you know, it goes into one or one or the other bucket. I don't know how to say that. But, you know, when you're trying to be positive, you're trying to reframe your thoughts. You know, sometimes people can place that into toxic positivity. I do not like that. Term, yeah. But- <laughs> and it could actually it could it it does it exists to some extent and for some people it does exist because if you're in angry state if you're in a negative state and all of a sudden on that negative if you don't deal with that you put some you put some icing you put some nice things on the top but they're still there (laughs) you haven't dealt with that when you put some positive thinking then it becomes like toxic positivity you know you put some mantras you listen to some meditations hoping it will get away but we need to understand that if there is negative stuff you know coming up if there's some anxiety or some 
we need to understand what's going on mm-hmm. because it's just the way it's like a, a friend, you know, tapping us on the shoulder saying, Hey, this anger here has come. This officer called anger has come to draw to your attention that maybe there, you need to step back. You need to breathe a little bit. You need to do things a little bit differently. That's all there is. You will learn something from here. And for people to know that whenever there's something negative going on, it means that there is a lesson, there is something, you know, and we have been educated to with, within this mind frame of duality. Things are either good or bad, right or wrong, black or white, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, opposite. But we... We never think that besides these two opposites, actually, there is an infinite Mm, mm. number of options, of possibilities. Yes. An infinite. And step out there. Step out of this duality. Things don't have to. And this is something that dominates, you know, in our society. She's wrong. He's right. And it's like a, it's a never ending and very tiring game. But nobody has to be either this or that. There is a just step back and see a different viewpoint. See life from a different angle. And there could be, and there are as many angles and viewpoints as people on this planet. Even if I say to you, oh, this is orange. I see, oh, no, this is purple. Or this is yellowish because you see it that way. And that's okay because we all have our ways to see the world yeah we have our glasses if you want and these glasses or these perspectives they are based on our experience our preferences our values and that can be enriching you know yeah. for every one of us i can learn from you you can learn from me we can learn from it i can agree with you i can you know you can agree with me or disagree that's fine we can carry on with our lives but it it doesn't make a difference if we agree you know Hey, we both agree this is orange. Yeah. You um the infinite opportunities, the infinite opportunities, I think that is 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 a very powerful statement because when you're looking at like it, you know, this is bad or this is good, um, the infinite opportunities is an opportunity for you to be creative and to shift a perspective. And so that's one of the reasons why I like to have these these thoughts provoking games or thinking games because it requires creativity in your mind. And so when you are up against other things, you have the opportunity, the option to create something different, create something better. And so going into the direction that's actually healthy for you. And when you were speaking about, um, thought about that, when you were speaking of the toxic positivity, so I have a different perspective, a different opportunity with it um, because you, so there's, two ways that I see it right now, I guess with an infinite opportunity, like I only got two right now. <laughs> so there's someone who has all this negativity, right? They have a build buildup of negativity and then they start um, being positive. And so one perspective could be they have to clean all that negativity out in order to, order to start reaping the benefits, right? And so in order for them to not have the quote toxic positivity I believe that positivity is not toxic but the behavior so like the behaviors that we do that cause a disservice that's what's toxic instead of the positivity mm-hmm. um and so I think okay one option is in order for me to 
to optimize. I need to clean out everything. I got to get all of this dirt out of me, right? Or get all of this, these things that's holding me back. Almost like if you were doing a detox and you were going to start eating healthy, but you, you fasted for a while to kind of get things out of you and you start clean and then you start building on the positive. That's one aspect that's very helpful. Like that's one avenue. But then I think about if I had this negative, um, all this negative buildup, but then I just started to shift my life. Like if someone says, uh, I'm just going to start eating healthy. I'm going to start losing weight. They might not necessarily do a whole cleansing of all of the bad stuff, but be, but from that day forward, they just start adding on the positive things that actually gets them to their goal. Will it still be helpful for them, even though they didn't do like the work to get all of the mm-hmm. negative stuff out? I, and I, I don't know. It, it for me, I think I I'm I'm using concepts like you know with weight and health, but mm-hmm. with with positive thinking and I think about the power of the mind. I don't find limitations, and so mm-hmm. it almost feels like it would be limiting to say that I got to get rid of all of this negative before I start adding on positivity because I feel like it's a practice. You know, I just have to start practicing. It's going to feel uncomfortable at first, but if I really have a goal to get it accomplished. Maybe it might be over a long time. It might take a lot of work, but I'm just going to start today. Like, I'm just going to start. Mm. That's how I look at it. But I, I, I've yeah. been doing a little bit of research and getting other perspectives on, on toxic positivity. Yeah. Um, and it's, and- a, it's a great, it's a great viewpoint. And uh, maybe just to add to that, if you, if we believe, I think there's to some extent a pressure from the society, you know, with all these movements globally to yeah. feel good. To feel yeah. high vibe, because when you're a high vibe, you will get, you'll manifest, you'll do this, you'll do that. So there's this thing, there's a lot of, it becomes quite a pressure. Hey, I gotta be in high vibes, but I'm nervous. I mean, I'm angry right now. Yeah. Oh my God, what's wrong with me? Why am I not in high vibe? And then there's another thing, you know, just because we think that some things are good and th- some things are bad. Whatever happens to us, whatever experience we have in terms of feeling or seeing or going, situations we go through, we tend to filter those or to evaluate those situations in terms of good or bad. Mm-hmm. But how about, you know, there's, okay, this clearing, this obsession yeah. with clearing everything. I have to be pristine. I have to be pure so that I can move on with my relationship or with my project, with my business. That may also be a false premise because there's always stuff coming up. So my experience and actually my encouragement is for people, if you want to start and do something, take action on a project, on a business, on a family trip or anything, go and do that. And as you go along the way, you'll figure stuff yes. out. You'll figure if there's something to be cleaned up, but there's nothing, you know, wrong with us. Yeah. Maybe, I, the, yeah. maybe the... That maybe what's not working is just thinking about it and obsessing with being clean all the time. Uh, You know, this 99.9% bacteria free Mm -hmm. (laughs) obsession. There's nothing like that, you know, and I'm speaking on an emotional level or even Mm -hmm. spiritual level. Yeah. You know, if you if you got some ideas, if you got some plans, some projects, just go and do those. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with and you clean if there's something. Actually, it's more, I prefer to deal with things and situations. And some, you may just not pay attention to them. Oh, Mm -hmm. something came my way. Okay, there's something. Okay, move on. Mm -hmm. Is it important? Does it matter to me? Do I want to make this matter? Because the more energy, the more attention you pay to something, the more energy you give and the more important it becomes. No, I don't think it matters. I move on. 
I love that. It it does become more important and it, it I feel like it's, it gets drawn out and a little bit more heavier um, with that pathway of, you know, the self-healing. And it's just not one that I choose and I understand why people choose it. Everyone has a different, you know, path for their healing. But in my perspective, it's like, how fast do I want this? And there has been examples of wanting to get something fast and just having to, to dedicate more time and intensity to it so you can get your results faster or it could be slower. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, and, and, and the, the fact that it's not even it doesn't have to be bad, like the being positive doesn't necessarily mean that everything is good. It's just that you know how to interact with the feelings that just are on you know not of use to you or doesn't feel good or doesn't serve like you just deal with them a lot differently because of the the mindset that positivity allows you but there's going to be some feelings that are bad and I don't think there's I mean if there is a person who's always having positive experience like I want them to have that but most of us I can't even say most I don't know anyone in the world but you know with the way that I hear it is that people are dealing with negative emotions and some people can deal with them and draw them out and then others can decide and choose that there are infinite opportunities and if someone said I can have this right now would I say yes to it and I would so I'm going to create that experience for myself yeah and maybe taking a break from putting all these labels good or bad yeah for sure experience is just an experience Mm -hmm. that's my favorite word be thankful you know for what you have learned from that because I can guarantee you and that's a, that's a beautiful practice that everyone can do when they go to sleep, before they fall asleep in their bed. They may have like a short one, two minutes rewinding of what happened throughout the day. And I guarantee you 100%, even the, the bad, what seemed to be a bad moment throughout the day, when they recollect it, when they think about that moment, how can I be grateful about for that moment? they will find something and we will always find something to be grateful for. Yeah. Except that in the moment we don't see it because maybe we're in a rush. Maybe we were expecting something else. Maybe we were, you know, judging ourselves or having high expectations about ourselves. But when you go to bed and think about your day, how it was and what are you thankful for? You, I can, I can bet you, you can be and you will be grateful for everything that happened throughout the day. And that's a great practice to actually grow yourself, to actually expand your consciousness, your awareness about yourself and realize that, hey, actually everything that's going on, it's helping me. Yeah, I'm learning something. Stop putting those labels with good and bad. Who uses that? Who keeps score? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> why bothering? Why wasting time with that? Yeah. Why waste the time? Yes. Why waste the time? And that's a good question to present to yourself when you are like going through a lot of things. Do I want to waste the time that I have that could be? Oh, I've, d- I've scored three too? goods today. Two yeah, bads. <laughs> Who wants to know? Yeah. <laughs> Or you can be intentional about that. Like how often, you know, yeah. like, or maybe your scorekeeping is just like, okay, a good, a good, a good, a good, you know, or, or however you define, let's see that label of good, but stripping away the label and the heaviness of it, or, and just kind of like, how, how did I invest in myself today? Like, is there a, there a return? Do I start to see the return? Like just keep in that direction instead of analyzing all that's bad, because 
even the bad can be good. Like I, I love to say that mistakes are like the best thing to me. I've become a professional because of the mistakes I made in my career. And I, because I realized how better I get because of my mistakes, I'm almost like, oh, it's just a mistake. And I get quicker at fixing those mistakes and finding solutions because I haven't, I've stopped like handling myself with so much distraught. Like, oh, I can't believe I messed that up. And then it's like, now I want to get closer to a solution. Like, oh, I see that. I can, I see them a lot easier now because I, I'm not afraid of mistakes. It's not this scary, scary thing anymore. It's like, okay, exciting. Now I can find a solution. And actually you make a mistake. And here's the funny thing and the paradox, you make a mistake and you realize you're still alive. Yes. (laughs) Wow. The world is still out there and it doesn't care about your mistake. And it's, it's funny, but even we, we don't realize that because the words and language is profoundly coming from our unconscious minds, Mm -hmm. but we attach so much to the labels and we label our experiences based on our own values. Um, And when you label something with failure, it's your choice. Yeah. Whatever you label with failure, some other person may see that, oh, but you were so courageous. That was, I would never do that in my life. Congratulations for doing that. And you go, oh my God, but that was so terrible. I'm ashamed or I'm on this. Oh no, but that was amazing from yeah. a different viewpoint, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just, we, we judge ourselves based on, you know, using these harsh words, but is it really so? Yeah. Mm, love it. All right. So we're going to go into another game. And I think, I don't know what time looks like for you. So I'll let you choose which game interests you. You, you know your games better. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So I'll do mindful match because this is a new one. I haven't played on okay. the show yet. Let's so that means I got to explain it and explain it clearly. (laughs) So mindful match means that there are four different options for each scenario. And so you get to choose the option that you're going to select for the scenario. So I'm going to share a scenario with you. Okay. And then I'll share Mm -hmm. which, which do you match? Which Mm -hmm. um, outcome would you match to this scenario? So here are the four possible outcomes for the scenario that you would match. You would either say, Option A, which is you will remove any feelings and adjust the behavior. And then you can elaborate to why you would mm-hmm. remove feelings from that scenario or adjust the behavior and what you would do. How would you how would you adjust behavior? Okay. Um, I'm sorry, assess the behavior. So like, for example, let's say the scenario was that um, the dog ran over the kitchen and splattered everything on the floor. Um, you might, you could remove your emotions because you could be angry. So yeah, I'm going to mm-hmm. remove my emotions. I'm not going to be angry, but I'm just going to realize that the dog had a rough day and it was excited to see me, you know? And mm-hmm. so that's how you assess that behavior. So that's the example. And for B, another outcome is that you would face reality. And so that is one of the things that you would say like, okay, mm-hmm. this is really how the world is. You kind of just have to face reality and you have to explain why. Um, option C is shift the re- shift perspective or reframe. So maybe someone in the scenario has a thought that could be changed. And so you would have to mm-hmm. offer how you would, would reframe it. <laughs> and then the last one is to do nothing. <laughs> you would just let, it, <laughs> let the scenario be what it is. And now we can go so okay. I'll go over each one that you can match it with, with each scenario. Because I know it's a okay. lot. <laughs> All right. So okay. here's scenario one. Joe and John are co-workers 
and Joe has dealt with high functioning depression. Joe and John have been close and Joe shares himself with John about his high functioning depression. A few days later, John distanced himself from Joe and, and Joe realizes that other coworkers are looking at him funny. What's next? How do you match? Do you remove feelings and assess behavior? B, do you face reality and explain why? C, do you want to shift the perspective of Joe or reframe his thought? Or D, do nothing. What do you match? Shift Joe's perspective. Okay, so how are you going to shift Joe's perspective? Well, having taking a break or stepping back from his environment, maybe, uh, and from John, maybe it would help him see situation or himself, his depression differently, his high depression differently. You don't have to say anymore if, if you don't want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You good? Okay, go with that. All right, scenario two. Brittany is a mother of four and has been dealing with postpartum depression, which is why it was so funny that we, I didn't know the conversation would be like that in the beginning, but like, I'll say it again. I just got off track. Brittany is a mother of four and has been dealing with postpartum depression. All of her other mom friends appear to be great mothers. So she holds it inside and tries to be the best mother she can be. All right. So what do you match it with? What outcome? Do you remove feelings and assess the behavior? Do you face reality? Do you shift perspective or reframe or you do nothing for Brittany? I would definitely encourage Brittany to uh, speak up, express how she feels. Even if she shares about how she feels with some of the moms, that would be helpful because she may get some advice or somebody may encourage her to go and seek you know, professional help. But I know women tend to keep things inside for fear of what others may say about her them but oftentimes what I've discovered I faced those fears and I expressed how I felt and shared and opened up to people around me and it's funny it's funny how you know some unexpected you know idea or support come from people like that so I don't know which category that may fall into (laughs) I think it's reframing reframing perspective but you also yeah it would be that one because you didn't really change any behaviors or look at a behavior for different yeah all right I like it. So next one. This game is going well so far. <laughs> it's making sense. <laughs> I just made yeah, my point yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one. Brandon is labeled as a black man in society and feels defeated because he feels like the world is against him. He has been trying to look at the bright side for years, but doesn't believe his life will ever change. What do you, what outcome best fits or how would you um, relate this outcome? <laughs> do you remove feelings and analyze his behavior? Do you think he should face reality and explain why? Do you think his perspective could be shifted and how would you reframe it or could you do nothing about it? Well, I would encourage him to look at the uh, how many Black people uh, out there are, you know, famous or have overcome, like they achieve their dreams and help him shift his perspective because there are Everybody could think that they're defeated because of some element in their body or their behavior, their bringing, their whatever, but plant a seed in the ground. The seed doesn't say, oh, this um, ground here, it's not the appropriate one. There's, uh, it just does what it does, what it knows best, which is to keep growing and seeking for the light. So it grows, it grows inside the earth, but then it it goes up above the ground. It looks for the sun. It looks, it, it just doesn't matter what ha- what's happening outside. I'm just going my natural way, my natural flow. I'm just following my purpose, my 
I'm just minding my journey. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's All right. that's it. It's it's easier to go and say, oh, I'm a blonde. I'm not that smart, or I'm a. Da, 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 da. These are just people. Uh, this in NLP, they're like double binds. I am this thing, then this will happen. If this, then that. We just our conscious minds, which sometimes just see things in a limited view point, it arbitrarily links two things together and say, if I am a black, then I I most likely never gonna succeed. But look at the black man or people who have been who are or have been in your situation and who have succeeded. Yeah. Follow your own path, follow your own heart. You're here for a reason you'd better be, get curious and learn what is that reason. Mm, love it. All right. Last scenario for mindful match. The game is called a mindful match. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Layla works at a retail company and tries her best to be nice to everyone. One day, a coworker shares that she wants to keep it real and says this to Layla. You are trying too hard, girl. Go get help to uncover your mental illness because no one is always trying to be nice to everyone. So- <laughs> what outcome best fits a removing feelings and analyzing the behavior in the scenario do you think that Layla needs to face the reality and if so explain why c do you think a perspective or reframe is offered here or d do nothing really depends who has the problem it's Lena you can choose the, you can choose yeah, or yeah choose or her co- yeah. co-worker you know but if if she's fine with being kind, you know, and that's her way of being, I, I wouldn't change that. If the other person gets triggered because she's nice all the time, then um, maybe she needs a reframe and maybe that's she would need to shift her uh, her point of view and try being nice for a while and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I like that you brought that up because it's going to add some layer to my game. So the protagonist is probably the person that we're we're going to use the outcome for. But now if it's two people in a story, I think the opportunity to offer one for each character would be fun too. But that is yeah. the, end of the game. And thank you <laughs> for participating once yeah. again in the shenanigans. <laughs> and and this, uh, this is a very important point because often we tend to judge situations without, uh, without really paying attention to each individual. Yeah. But each person has uh, their per- way to perceive things and situations. So we'd better understand who has the problem. Yeah. Is it one or the other? And deal with the person who has the problem. Because if one of them, if she's fine being nice and it doesn't bother her, but actually she enjoys it, why bother? Why change? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and even it, it goes back to people who have, let's say in a room, there are 10 people with depression. They, There is no one situation even though they have all been labeled with the same maybe disorder or problem each one of them has a different way of handling it has a different way of creating it has a different way of solving it Mm, for sure so this is what people need to understand that your story is your story this is what you have to deal with at the individual level and not at the okay what you may get inspired from what other people have done but you have to try it on yourself yeah yeah so it's different for different people and everyone's coming from different experiences exactly environments and upbringings and so that has a a role 
and then how society treats you know each group and and that's all has to do with us as a people i feel like we create all these labels we create these divisions and so a lot of the root of our issues is all these labels and definitions that we've been creating to separate ourselves from one another instead of really dealing with what's causing a problem which is the, the division and the labels that we create um I mean, yeah. some labels and it has it plays its role because we're trying to also figure ourselves out. But when I look at um, the world, it feels like a lot of it has to do with um, the division that we're creating with these labels and not realizing that the reason why we have these labels is because we created these experiences that didn't need to happen with each yeah. other and how we treat each yeah. other. We need words. We need these labels to be able to communicate with each other, right? Yeah. Verbally. Yeah, sure. But then we also need to understand what's behind those labels. Mm-hmm. And there will always be different things for different people. Yes. But that's fine. It's just the expression of who they are, of how they think. Yeah. It's a way to know the person better. But not, it's not a way to, it's not a tool to judge them. Mm-hmm. Or to put more labels on them. It's just, you know, words or those so-called labels. They're a way to get to know the person better. Yeah, you just gave me an idea for another game. <laughs> I'm not going to play it today. It's going to be on a future show. I love it. I love your games. <laughs> I'm glad. Well, Christina, it's definitely been a pleasure. I know we are um, getting over time. So I wanted to um, just get a self-timity statement from you um, before we let you go and, and have you share after that um, how people can connect with you. Yeah. It's been my pleasure to uh, be with you, Danny. And definitely these games are very original and I love them. My, my mantra or what I love to live by is that I'm creator of my life yeah. through the, you know, my thoughts, my feelings, my intentions. I, I am the creator in my life and this is what I encourage and I help people discover in themselves that they truly create their lives. And people can reach out to me. I shared a few links uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, LinkedIn. And I also shared um, a link, uh, you know, they can set up a a discovery call if they want to overcome depression or if they want to get certified, become a coach, a person who helps others uh, overcome these negative emotions or change their lives, change themselves, uh, you know, like for good and the environment. And before starting, you know, this journey, I could not grasp the meaning of what does it really mean that when you change yourself, the world around you changes. Mm -hmm. But when actually you go through these changes and change yourself, you realize how miraculously you watch the world around you changing. Does it mean that you do it once and then it's done for the rest of your life? No, that's a life journey. And that's why you want to know what what is the purpose of the emotions? Mm-hmm. How to deal with them? How to actually master my thinking? How can I be the creator of my life when I'm in charge of how I think, when I'm in charge of my emotions, when I'm able to process my emotions, to accept myself, to accept them, and to consciously create my reality, the world around me. And this is going to be very inspiring. I have people who have completely changed their lives. There were like a, a cashier, you know, in a supermarket. And now she's a coach. It's mm. like people in her own family don't recognize her anymore. It's like, oh my God, you look so much younger. You have so much more energy. It's, uh, you become a better mom, a better human being. 
yeah a better you know you become you reconnect with yourself with your essence there is nothing wrong at the essence of our deepest core we are all whole there is nothing wrong with us yeah but you just we just have to scrap those layers of programming of conditioning those labels basically that we put onto ourselves Mm -hmm. so that we truly recognize who we are and go on and live our mission live this life which is a beautiful gift yes yes Oh, what a wealth, what a wealth, what a wealth, what a wealth, a well, a well of wealth. was <laughs> A well of wealth. Uh, Christina, I appreciate you um, sharing this time with me. Um, thank you for sharing so many gems with us today. For those who have experienced this episode, I hope that you were able to get a return on your investment of time that you spent with us today. I definitely did. This time I spent with Christina definitely um, helping me and helped me with enhancing some of the thoughts processes that I have. And so it's a continued process and I appreciate you again. Thank you so much, Danny. And I congratulate you for the work that you do in taking these things out to people because it's so important that, you know, people listen and they get this hope and they, these encouragements that they can truly change their lives. Yeah, sure. without you know doing you know something which is you know very sophisticated or very yes. complicated <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you know i could i probably could go into another episode about that but yeah um <laughs> indeed yeah. indeed i want i want life to be incredible for everyone i i want it to be incredible based on how you define it and label it you know and, and also just finding ways to improve the experience, not only for yourself, but the people that are around you. Because if we are intentional about it, um, we can create this world, I believe so. And I hope so. Yeah. Maybe it's crazy enough to believe that if we start focusing on those thoughts a little bit more, that we could. And, and since we put labels, because we cannot help it, right? We yeah. put words to our experience. We put labels. At least pick up some nice, juicy, yes. wonderful, beautiful labels, right? Yes, yes. That's exactly. why we have brands. Put like a, hey, this experience was similar to a Louis Vuitton experience. Yes. This was the most beautiful experience of my life. You know, put these kind of labels on your oh. life. Use yes. these kind of words and see how this will elevate the whole experience for you. That. How can I make this uh, and mercedes type of experience of this you know trip with my family take it to that level yeah get creative make it a game like exactly. the challenges that come in our lives that don't have to be like heavy like okay exactly. i got a challenge how do i make this better like put yourself in that mold yeah um, absolutely but yeah that is the end of our time today i i enjoy speaking with you i i'm thankful for everyone listening who, who's caught this episode i hope that um You liked it too. Um, Until next time, everyone, hold on to you as much as you can. Hold on to your health, your being, and your mind. Be mindful. Bye. Bye.